0: We meet in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Our opening hymn this morning is, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. So, once again, good morning and welcome to Elmden Church. My name is Karen and I'm going to be leading the service today. We're continuing to explore parables in Matthew's Gospel this morning. And in a few minutes, Toby will be speaking to us about the parable of the workers in the vineyard in Matthew chapter 20. But before we do anything else, we come to our news time, uh, birthdays. I do think that we have Sue Landreth's birthday tomorrow, and also Rob Dean's, I think, this week. Uh, Happy birthday to you. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. Also, don't forget, uh, we have the prayer sheet on the website, so if you want to have a look at that, it's got daily uh, prayers and news for the church and the contact details if you want to get in touch And if there is any other news, I'm sure if you put it onto the um, website, onto the stream, then um, obviously we'll be able to pick that up later and during the service. Uh, Before we come to the Lord in Confession, I would like to take a moment to to think about the next few weeks leading up to the joy of Easter. As you know, Lent starts this week. Lent is a time for reflection and prayer, a time to be still a time to contemplate our relationship with God. A time to take a really good look at ourselves. To see and acknowledge our failings and to make changes. A time to spring clean our hearts and minds. A time for growth and renewal. A time to thank God, and, the, and in the words of the song that we just sang, to remember, Father, like... He tends and spares us. All our hopes and fears he knows. In his hands he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes, wildly as his mercy flows. But sometimes the world just gets in the way, doesn't it? We say there's no time to stop. To self reflect, pray, to search our hearts, to find and acknowledge our failings, to contemplate, to draw closer to God, or just to truly say sorry. Our Lenten journey can get lost in the world of material things and our own self. We say we can't think about anything because there's too much bad news coronavirus, disaster, crime, death, illness, job losses, too much to worry about in our lives, too much. To weigh us down, we say, How can we clear our heads to reflect and contemplate with all this going on? Sometimes it's just too hard to simply let go, be still, to reflect on ourselves and start to make changes. No time, there's no time. So let's say to ourselves right now that we will take that time. Let's begin our Lenten journey with this short prayer by St. Francis. Most high, glorious God, enlighten the darkness of our hearts and give us, Lord, a correct faith, a certain hope, a perfect charity, sense and knowledge, so that we may carry out your holy and true command. Amen. And now, we come before the Lord in confession. God shows his love for us in that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. And you can refer to the words that will come up bold on the screen and repeat those. For all the times we have gone our own way, Father, forgive us. You tell us to follow you. For all the times we have put ourselves before you and our service to others, Father, forgive us. You tell us to love. For all the times we have been selfish with the things you give us, Father, forgive us. You tell us to share, to follow you, to love you, to love others and to share with them. Father, forgive us. You tell us to change. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now Sue reads to us Matthew chapter 20 verses 1 to 16 and after this Toby will come and speak.
1: This week's reading is taken from Matthew 20 verses 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon, and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Am I not being unfair to you, friend? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Good morning, everybody. Let us pray. Father God, may I speak in your name. And Father God, may I point to your Son. May our lives be made holy like yours. Father God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day. That's verses 1 and 2 of our reading. Um, That's how the reading today begins, but does it? In fact, where does our reading begin? In a sense, every reading has to start somewhere. And here, chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, this is an obvious place to start with this passage, is it not? But, But, unless the reading is from the very beginning... Of the book and maybe not even then actually every passage grows out of what has come before and we need to know what's come before so that we can make sense of it maybe especially with a reading like this in the last few weeks as you know we've been looking at parables right back in Matthew chapter 13 but today we make a big jump We've left chapter 13 behind, uh, and on we go now to chapter 20, but that means we're missing out everything in between. If we've been going through this book of Matthew in its entirety, well then we'd know that the passage immediately before today's, that is the end of chapter 19, uh, it gives us a report of Jesus' encounter with the rich young man. And this is something which has discomforted the disciples. So as our reading today starts, uh, there is already an atmosphere of slight discomfort going on. It says in Matthew chapter 19 verse 27, Peter answered Jesus, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? This is Peter's question. And Jesus goes on at the end of chapter 19 like this. He says, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much. And will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. That's chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. So, where does our reading today begin? In many ways, actually, it starts here at the end of chapter 19, the bit we didn't read this morning. Many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. But who are these last? Who are these last, who now shall be first? Who are these Johnny-come-latelys? Well, we can take this parable in at least three ways. The first way we can take this parable is to take it as concerning Jews and Gentiles, with God as the landowner in his kingdom and the Jews as the workers he sends out early. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. So on this reading, then, the Jews, they're the the workers whom God called first. And it's the Jews who will enjoy, with the Gentile believers, the fullness of God's reward. That's what it tells us in verse 11 of today's reading, if you've got the reading open in front of you. Thank God for his blessings on Israel. Then it's the Gentiles, they are the ones who are the Johnny-come-latelys. Israel first, and then the rest. But this parable is also more personal than this, and it's personal to the disciples, Peter and all of the others as well. Peter has asked, we just heard, uh, he has asked the question, what will there be for us And Jesus makes the point that actually, although Peter and the others, yes, they will one day sit on thrones around the glorious throne of the risen Christ. And yes, they have been called first out of all of the people of the church. Well, actually, though, the believers who follow them, they will also enjoy God's heavenly blessings. Indeed, in the kingdom, there are no Johnny come latelies. Not at all. Because nobody can say, as these poor worn-out labourers do in verse 12 of our reading, that those who were hired last worked only one hour, and you, God, have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. In the kingdom, there are no Johnny-come-latelys. But this, this makes this parable even more personal still. And it's personal not just to these first disciples, Peter and these guys who are listening to Jesus here in this account, but actually it's personal to us. The landowner answered them, I'm looking at verse 13, the landowner answered them, I'm not being unfair to you friend, didn't you agree to work for a denarius, take your pay and go, I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you, don't I have a right to do what I want with my own money, or are you envious because I'm generous, verses 13 14 and 15. You see, it would be easy, wouldn't it? For human beings, people like you and me, it would be easy to feel a sense of ownership of this or that particular church, of this or that particular expression of the one universal church, particularly if we've been believers for a long time, or perhaps heavily involved in a church's life, sometimes I know through the decades, it would be easy to feel that sense of ownership. But we occasionally sing that old song, it is still in our repertoire, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. And those words are true now, as true as ever they were. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're in. You will be the full recipient of Christ's promise of glory, a full member. You are a full member of the whole church and so of the particular local expression of the church that you belong to. You may not know it all just yet if you are a new Christian, but then which of us does? That's why we have Scripture and authority and elders to teach us. But let no one ever look down on you because you too are part of the team, equally with all the other believers around you. The last will be first, and the first will be last. Thank God for his glorious gospel of grace. You see, in every way, our reading today, it counsels against pride. Most of us, perhaps who are watching this service today, most of us are Gentiles, as far as I know, we have very few Jewish people in our congregation. Most of us are Gentiles. And all of us have been believers for only a tiny fraction of the time that the church has existed since Christ called it into being. And all of us, we are just passing through this church in Elmden, 10, 20, 50 years from now, most of us will be gone, called to glory. All of us, then, are Johnny-come-latelys. All of us, each and every one. Thank God for his glorious gospel of grace. We are all equally called into his kingdom. But there is one more aspect of this reading today that I want to highlight today, as you may know, is Racial Justice Sunday. Um, and what this reading reminds us is that what matters is the love that God shows us in his son, Jesus Christ, the one who died and who rose and who lives, the love that God shows us when he calls us as a people to come into his kingdom this is the thing that matters what doesn't matter not at all is the length of time that we've been on the ticket and what really really doesn't matter is where our fellow believers first came From the language they speak, perhaps, or the culture that formed them, or the colour of the skin that they inhabit. These things do not matter, except insofar as our diversity gives glory to the one Sovereign Lord. The one who is king over all. But we are all sinners. Sinners. Christ died for us, one and all. And in him is the promise of new life in his kingdom. The last will be first, and the first will be last. So thank God for his glorious gospel of grace, the grace that saved us, the grace that will save you, the grace which makes us all equally welcomed and loved. We thank God for this glorious and wonderful gift. My friends, together, let us pray. Father God, take from us all pride. Give to us humility. And Father, we pray to see justice in this life as we know it, even, God, as we thank you for the unfairness that even we are included in the life of your kingdom. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: And our next song is I Stand Amazed
3: so, so. Song shall ever be, how loveless, how wonderful is my saviour's love for me. When with the ransomed
0: is going to lead us in the prayers of intercession
4: hi everyone we're going to pray for the people of this church and area and we're going to finish up with the Lord's Prayer let us pray dear Heavenly Father thank you for your word and the chance to hear it explained to us and I pray that we can listen with open hearts and be challenged by what we have heard Father, I'd like to pray for the people of London, both those who can be with us today and those who can't. I pray for all the kids. We've had so many fewer chances to see or play with friends or go to school. I pray for a quick reopening of schools so they can spend time with others again. God, I pray for parents struggling with so many simultaneous demands on time, energy, patience. I pray especially for mums, trying to keep kids learning and entertained. I pray you'd give them energy to serve you each day. I pray that parents would find chances to connect with their friends. And I pray that you'd make them really good listeners to each other. I pray for the members of this area who are living alone right now please can you place proactive friends and family around them who can keep in touch and keep encouraging them. Father God, I pray that we as a church can use this time to rally as a family to support the people who need it, young and old, busy or not, and that we can do so with your kindness and your strength. I will now finish by saying the words of the Lord's Prayer. Please join in with me in saying these words. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, God, but deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power and the glory are all yours, now and forever. Amen.
0: Thank you for coming to the service today. We meet at 4pm on Zoom for Holy Communion later on and to continue reading through Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Please email Toby if you would like to take part. And our closing song now is Dr. Jesus.
5: doctor feeling fully fine they'd say why did you come here it's a waste of time but there is a doctor we all need to see Jesus Christ is calling come and follow me doctor Jesus, Jesus will see you okay. next Inside our heart. spine But the doctor You are.
0: I mentioned earlier that our Lenten journey is about to begin, a time for inner reflection and prayer, of contemplation and renewal. And I would like to leave you again with the prayer of St. Francis. Most high, glorious God, enlighten the darkness of our hearts and give us, Lord, a correct faith, a certain hope, a perfect charity, sense and knowledge, so that we may carry out your holy and true command. Amen. And now, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that that which is well-pleasing in his sight and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. Go in please to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.